Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am coming at you guys with another interview. Um, I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. I know that I always say that, (laughs) but I genuinely love having other entrepreneurs on the podcast and just the immense value that each of these women have brought to the podcast. I'm so, so grateful, and I love sharing these conversations with you guys um, because I think that as entrepreneurs, it's just so powerful to hear very authentically what other people's experiences have been when it comes to growing their business. So today I'm interviewing um, a friend of mine. She's also been a client and a participant in um, a couple of my courses, and her name is Chrissy. She is an entrepreneur. She's a yoga instructor. She is an aspiring coach, and she is someone who just really inspires me from such a... Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but positivity standpoint in terms of how devoted she is to what her vision is for her life. And I've really watched Chrissy dive into entrepreneurship and dive into creating a life that she absolutely loves and being okay that sometimes that doesn't happen right away. And sometimes, actually most of the time, it doesn't happen right away. And most of the time, what we really need to do is dive in so that we can start gathering the data. And I know that there are a few stories here and there of people totally exploding their businesses overnight, but it's just not the norm. It's way more normal to be someone like Chrissy, someone like me even, who you know needs to dive in, gather that data gather that feedback and figure out what we want through finding out what we don't want, right? And so there's been things that Chrissy has endeavored, entire libraries of resources she's creating that didn't end up going the way that she wanted them to. But what I love about Chrissy's story and why I wanted to have her on the podcast is that it has not phased her. She's so committed to this vision that she has. And today we talk not only about how she grounds herself and the mindfulness practices that she brings to her business and shares with her audience as an entrepreneur, a coach, and more specifically a yoga instructor, but also what has kept her on the path and how she just feels nothing but excitement and gratitude for the future despite the fact that you know the results that she often has strived for haven't come into fruition yet right there really is no failing there's only gathering information so that I really believe like everything that we need in order to get to that level in order to manifest the vision that we have for ourselves it comes through lessons and we get those lessons so that we can up level into that version of ourselves but my thing is is that (laughs) while I'm gaining those lessons I often am not feeling super great for them. It's always later down the road that I look back and think, I'm so grateful that things unfolded the way that they did. And I see now why it had to be that way, why maybe my results didn't come, you know, when I first wanted them to over a year ago now. But what I just find so graceful about Chrissy is the way she just always takes it all in stride and she's grateful for it even when it's unfolding and even when things aren't going the way that she wanted them to. So I know that there's a lot of you guys who might be you know, just able to resonate with this. I know I definitely do. And um, just what it takes to really be committed to the long-term vision, knowing at a very deep level who you are and what you are here to do on this planet. And continuing to strive towards that no matter what. And I'm going to link Chrissy's um, social media and her links down in the show notes simply because we just didn't get to that on the episode itself, but you can follow her on Instagram. She is at the Chrissy D. So without further ado, here's my interview with yoga instructor, entrepreneur, and coach Chrissy Martin. Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast, where hustle is out and alignment is in. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for the modern entrepreneur, and I'm here to share with you how to grow your business from the inside out. You can achieve even your biggest business goals quickly by learning to align your thoughts, actions, and energy with that which you wish to see manifest. There's literally nothing you cannot do, be, have, or achieve, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. 
So let's get started. Okay, welcome Chrissy to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me. I feel like I've been like your number one podcast <laughs> fan since I started listening and that was like last summer. Yeah, and so I'm well, totally honored to come on and we can say honored with the you involved because you're Canadian. And it's your <laughs> I always think about that when I'm like creating my content, my course content and stuff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure everyone in my course is American, but I'm honored with Canadian <laughs> spelling of everything. I don't care. Um, I love it. <laughs> and not only that, but you originally found me on YouTube like several years ago now. <laughs> yes. So yes. Been, back in the day. You've been a diehard fan and I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been years. And I know like when you started to kind of go away a little bit from YouTube, I was like, I miss Lauren. <laughs> and then I saw what you were up to now and I was like, hell yeah, let's <laughs> connect again. Well, cause you've been sort of like, we're going to dive into kind of um, your spiritual journey, if you will. Um, but it seems like we've almost been on like similar trajectories or similar paths. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't even know if I completely know your story. So um, we'll dive into that. But first, why don't you, you know, let us know a little bit about who you are and what it is that you are up to in the world as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean, my story goes back pretty far and I know we'll get into that. But Mm -hmm. nowadays for me, like I've had a lot of, um, I don't even know if I want to say the word blocks, but I've had a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, what's the other better word for that? It's uh, not insecurities, but. Just I, sort of obstacles, I guess. Yeah. I'm so sure. I've had a lot of obstacles, I guess you could say for sure lately around, um, being able to say that I've had like these major accomplishments and being quote unquote, like worthy of, you know, doing things special or coming on podcasts. So, but I've been trying to. That's why I was like delaying. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that I think that this is why you make such a great uh, guest on the podcast is because, you know, you're still very much in the process of figuring it out. And you've like continued working through the fact that it hasn't been easy. And I want to talk to you about that today because I think, yes, you know deep down that like you're a freaking entrepreneur. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that is like the easy part in my life lately. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked to this to you about this before, but it's always been like a constant that like, I know that this is the path for me, but I've had these like little mini struggles along the way of like, how exactly am I going to do it? And then I fall down that trap or like, right. how am I going to market myself? How am I going to niche myself? And like all these traps that I've been like realizing that they really are lately, But the real key is to like, for me, is to get down to the bare bones and just show up and share. So that's really what I've been up to. And I've been loving having that pressure off of me and having that weight off of my shoulders. Well, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do share. Yeah. So I love the mix of mindfulness and entrepreneurship because, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but years ago I went to my first yoga class and I've pretty much, long story short, been obsessed ever since. Mindfulness, yoga, meditation, all of that stuff kind of wraps in together. Mm -hmm. And I love being creative in the way that I can wrap themes of yoga and like these ancient um, practices and these ancient um, teachings and wrap them into the modern world of entrepreneurship and what people are up to these days. And so for example, I really love creating meditations or creating yoga tutorials 
where like in the tutorial, I talk about a certain pose that can really bring you into a feeling of confidence. And then I talk about how helpful that is as an entrepreneur to have confidence in your message and your story and what Mm -hmm. you have to share with people. And so it's fun for me. Like I flow through, I kind of come up with on the fly, like a sequence that I want to go through and then I film it. And then when I do the voiceover later on, I have so much fun just like voicing it over and bringing these themes and kind of creating this entrepreneurial through line in my videos. Yeah. And that's been really fun. I'd really like to backtrack for a second because I know that, you know, you started sort of endeavoring to create um, an online business for yourself like a year and a half or a couple of years ago now, would you say? Yes. That was like um, mid 2017. Right. After I got and- certified. And you've done a few different things. Um, And the reason I want to talk about this is because I actually think that it's so common for people to bounce from idea to idea, but we think that we need to have it all figured out. And we assume that everybody else has it figured out as well. Um, And we find these like, you know, super successful entrepreneurs and coaches online. And it seems like they just always knew what they were doing when in reality, we just never saw them before they had achieved what they were working to achieve, right? Yes, it seems so easy. (laughs) Right, but that's just because we weren't following them from day one. So you started with, you got certified in in being a a yoga instructor. Yes. And then you started a membership site. Yes. And do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, what had me so obsessed with yoga early on, and this was definitely started late 2015 is when I started practicing. I was doing a home practice primarily. So I had joined a membership site online and there was this woman who would upload yoga tutorials and I would follow them at home. And that's how I really built my practice and fell deeply in love with it Right, is just by coming home from my nine to five and rolling out my yoga mat, you know, and just flowing. And I I just enjoyed it so much. And I came to realize that having that practice after work became something that was able to help me with stress at work and feel a little bit less like anxious and attached to um, what was going on at work. And so what I kind of, you know, that's when the gears start turning. And I'm like, what if I were to you know, and this was quite a bit down the line, but what if I were to create my own um, membership site and help others achieve, well, not really achieve, but help others with something that, you know, I enjoyed so much, which was to have somebody to follow in these yoga tutorials and allow them to like relieve stress. And it was really more general at that point. It was really just wanting to teach people the practice of yoga And so that's where that all started and ended up. And it was very much so just teaching yoga. There wasn't really, I hadn't thought at all about like wrapping anything entrepreneurial into it. But um, yeah, so I had thought that I would want to do this membership program. And uh, I kind of thought like, I'm sure a lot of people who start a business that it would just I would announce this website and I would put it on like my Instagram (laughs) with like a hundred followers and I would just get like 60 people right away. Right. um, That are interested. This is such a good thing to bring up because we've all had experiences like this where it's like, if I build Mm -hmm. it, they will come. Well, actually (laughs) it's not quite that simple, unfortunately. And I think like there's so many people and this is what I want to really acknowledge you for is 
there's an entire world out there of people who are like, I'm just going to start an online business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually like, sometimes I think this when I hear people who are like, yeah, I think I might do something online. And, I, and I'm so like, I want to talk to everyone about their ideas, but it's never as simple as like, <laughs> I'm just going to kind of do this thing and a bunch of people will come and give me money. It's like decide mm. to be in it or, you know, don't for go the for long it. haul. Yeah. For the long <laughs> haul. Exactly. <laughs> So, and something I've come across lately too is is I fell into the mindset back then of work so hard and yeah. throw all of your energy into the product, like the videos, the membership, the website, and then you know people will just magically appear. And nowadays, yeah. I'm like, it's so much more about building a community yeah. and serving and serving and serving with expecting nothing in return. And then, you know, go into what you have available that they'll be able to learn from. Yeah. And it's like backwards, the other way around from what I initially thought. Yeah. I think it's because I was scared. Like I was scared to, you know, show up with people and show my face and, you know, really communicate in that way. I just kind of wanted to stay in my little hole of like (laughs) filming myself and editing it and getting all this stuff ready, but then nobody was there to like receive it. So I think that what you said was just, uh, was huge because I've heard that from people so many times without like before they've even realized it, where they're saying, you know, I have this idea and I'm just going to build the whole thing. Like people who don't want to launch, um, like say a coaching program until, they have an entire library of resources. And what I say to them is like, well, the problem is, is that it's going to take you six months to build this. And then by the time it's ready to launch in your mind, you're going to have so much, you know, built up behind it. And so much like, okay, now I've built it. It had better be successful that you're going to repel the people that, you know, you're calling forth. Right. Cause probably. Yeah. Like, and the built- funny Go ahead. I was just gonna say you built like a, a huge library and mm. you probably had like, you, you were like, okay, I, I did the exact same thing where I built like this huge funnel and coaching program like a year and a half ago. And it took me three months of like literally living in my computer to make it happen. And then by the time <laughs> I like hit the publish button on the Facebook ads, I was like just sitting there waiting, <laughs> spending money yeah, every day, all exactly. of this anxiety, right? Like there was no easing into it, which I think is so important from a mindset perspective and from a marketing perspective of like, you got to have people that want to buy your shit. Yes. And the funny thing was like, just how life kind of happened for me and the timing of it all, I can say pretty confidently that I will always be majorly obsessed with yoga and the inner journey Um, But the thing is, like, once I built out that whole library and realized that it's not really what I wanted to do anymore in terms Uh, of this membership site, it's like at that point, like, I did did all of this work to create all of this content, and I loved every minute of it, don't get me wrong, but then once, like, it was all said and done, and there was really nobody connecting with it, and I decided to pivot, like, I've pivoted many times at this point, but um, Haven't we all? <laughs> by that time, yeah, by that time, like it was time to start something new and basically start from scratch. Right. But again, I've never lost the thought of like, well, I guess I'm just pivoting and I'm going to try something else. Yeah. Well, and that's what like, I think really separates an entrepreneur from a wannabe entrepreneur. <laughs> of oh, like, yeah. Like I, again, I've talked to so many people who have great ideas, but they're, they might try it for a month and be like, well, this was hard and I'm tired. So I'm not, I'm just going to go back to my nine to five. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, like, but being so committed to like, this is who I am. And 
I don't care how long it has to be rocky for. I'm going to freaking figure it out. And, and in the process, trust that you are figuring it out. Trust that trusting that you're being presented with new ideas and these pivots, as you say, for a reason, like it is all, I know for you that like sooner rather than later, you're going to know exactly what your vision is. And I can sense you getting closer to it, you know, all the yes. time. Um, and we can talk about your most recent program that you're in, but it's all going to make, it's, that's the thing. Once you finally figure it out, <laughs> it's like, or have that vision, have that clarity. It's like, oh, I understand like how it clicks. It, yeah. How like I needed all of the steps that got me here. Of course, when you're taking exactly. the steps, it can be frustrating AF. <laughs> You've got to find out what you don't like to find out what you exactly. like. And it's all important. Exactly. And it was so helpful for me to not be married to what I was doing at the time. Right. You know what I mean? To not have that attachment and say, well, this is my baby, you know? And of course, during that whole time it was, and I was very passionate and committed to it. But once you kind of realize that your life is different now and maybe there's different circumstances and you're just feeling differently about what you want to be doing and who you want to be serving and how, you know, what your passions look like, then you have to be willing to let your baby go, you know, and let it be someone else's thing. Let it it be someone else's passion. And, and you can use that to build on what you do right. next. I, was I mean, that's say, what I did. Take it as your lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Stepping stone. Yeah. So then you sort of um, pivoted towards helping because we wanted to, we were working together and we wanted to niche down more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did a lot of creating content for entrepreneurs that from a yoga and mindfulness perspective, because I know like we often talked about how like I was your, your ideal client or your <laughs> yes. ideal like program participant. Um, especially at that time when I was just like, I did not make time for myself like at all. I prioritized the business over everything. And I thought the that hustle. like the hustle, oh my <laughs> God, like I'll just prove that I'm worthy of what I want. <laughs> like I'm so far from that now. Today I did a whole day of work and I was like, oh, this sucks. Like <laughs> I'm used to like three or four hours. But anyways, um, I was like so not prioritizing any kind of like real mindfulness. Even though I talk about mindfulness all the time, it's like another thing that I had to do at that point. Anyways, it's changed for me now. But um, yeah, so could you talk a little bit about sort of how you integrate um, mindfulness with entrepreneurship from a yoga perspective and not so much from like a, you know, I think the mindfulness or the mindset routines that we all hear is like visualization and affirmations and vision boarding, which is great, but they're more like strategies rather than actually mindfulness, like rather than actually tending to what our brains need from us, like self-care, right? Yep. And for me, a lot of it, a lot of what the, um, like the background to yoga is for me, it's like this mind, body, soul, and now business connection. Like I want to wrap everything together because it really is all integrated. And most people don't know this, but, um, yoga, the way back in the day when it first started to be a thing, um, yoga was actually intended to be getting, your body moving, getting this physical flow in preparation to sit and meditate. And I just like told a friend that the other day and she was like blown away. She thought that <laughs> yoga was totally separate from like meditation Exercise. and yeah. And it's this mindful move. Exactly. Yeah. And it's this mindful movement and it's in preparation for you to like get all of the like knots out and all of the energy moving in your body so that uh, you can sit in stillness. Interesting. Exactly. I didn't know that. Either. <laughs> yeah. So that's what like interested me so much in it. And when I had my very first yoga class, 
um, at the very end, the Shavasana pose, um, where you kind of just lay down and usually, you know, the instructor turns off the lights and it's very peaceful and they usually put on like some really nice music. And for me, music really gets me into my heart and music really allows me to like pull into that space, like even more than just if I was in silence, which is kind of funny, but anyway, um, So if there's music playing and you're in Shavasana, for me, that was my first yoga class. And I just, after that yoga class, I went home on a cloud. Like it totally surprised me and took me by surprise that this quote unquote exercise that I was doing, because I had no idea what I was talking about before, um, that this is something totally different from going on a run or, you know, uh, weightlifting or swimming or whatever. And that is what really, really got me hooked. And so many entrepreneurs, I think, don't take that five, 10 minutes, even in the morning to let their mind just do its thing. And there's totally, you know, many, many different techniques that you can use to, to meditate if you want to call it that. But, um, you know, there's different things that you can focus on, but really just sitting in stillness with no distractions is so helpful you know, for entrepreneurs to kind of tap into themselves for the day and be ready to go on and kill it with their to-do list. Well, you know, what just popped into my, my mind about that, um, is that lately for me over the last couple of weeks, and I talked about it a little bit on my last, um, episode is that what I'm prioritizing is this energy of trust and, and a relationship with, you know, the divine, with all that is with creation. And, I used to always like resist meditation because it was like another thing that I had to do and I'm supposed to just like silence my thoughts. <laughs> and, like it's just seemed like a chore to me. And now I'm seeing it and I'm reading some like Gabby Bernstein and stuff like that. And she talks about it, but I'm seeing it more as connection. I'm seeing it more yes. as like an opportunity to tune in. And, I, and if you're working with law of attraction, um, and you know, all, all of those sorts of creation principles, which if you are listening to this podcast and I assume that you are, then it's essential that you are connected to something bigger than you. Right. And the best way to do that is you're silencing your ego, which is the thoughts that are running rampant in our brain all the time. Yeah. And for me, something I always tell people is there's really no like wrong way to meditate. As long as you have the intention to like sit still with no distractions. Uh For me, it's a huge win when you notice that you're thinking about what you're going to have for dinner tonight. That's such a win. I love that. Notice that your mind has gathered, you know, your mind has taken you on a magic carpet ride basically. And you need to like focus on the breath again and focus on just letting the thoughts pass instead of, you know, um, attaching yourself to them. I love the visualization of, Um, you sitting or standing on a rooftop garden. I don't know why I always go with garden, but I love the visual and looking down at the street and you watching these cars go by, but you're not getting in the car and driving away with your thoughts. And for me, like that's the the mindfulness key. And yeah, something I heard the other day from a friend of mine and one of the, the women in the certification program I'm in now is she said that even when you don't think it's working, it's working. And I've had so many mornings where I sat down and I was antsy and I was thinking about all kinds of things. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this isn't doing anything. I'm getting so frustrated. But I'm telling you, you will have those days. You will definitely have those days when you start a meditation practice. It's almost a given. But the more you just sit yourself down 
and do the practice and commit to five, 10 minutes, even if it's just that, it, I promise you it is working in the background. And I've seen that, like the, the results of that in my life for sure. I really like that perspective of it's working even when it's not working because that's for me, like, because I'm such a, like I'm thinking and I'm going all the time. Oh, we all are. <laughs> yeah, I know we all, I know. I just have like a crazy, well, frick, we all, you're right. We all do. But even like friends of mine are like, Lauren, are you meditating? And I'm like, no, I can't do it. It's too hard. <laughs> like it like stresses It's me intimidating. It, it so is. is. And that's why, because I'll sit down and like, I can't for four seconds stop my thoughts unless I'm actively doing some sort of visualization that's easier for me. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll immediately get in my head about, I can't, like, it's not working because I can't. And that's when for me, I would suggest putting on like some really soothing music. Yeah. Yeah. I usually have like the calm app or something like that. Um, but yeah, like I have heard before and I do find a lot of, um, sort of comfort in this idea, but there's no such thing as a bad meditation. Yes. Right. And I often think about it as like going for a run for the first time when you haven't in two years, it's like, you're going to sweat your ass off and it's going to be uncomfortable AF, but you still made progress. Mm -hmm. Right. And the more you do it, like from then on, the stronger you get, the more endurance you have. It's like a mind endurance practice. Yes, exactly. It really is a muscle. Um, And for me, I've seen, like I was saying, the the results of that, I can tell that like years ago when I wasn't meditating at all, when I had no idea, like uh, that I even, that it really even was a thing that people were doing to create more peace and ease in their lives. I would, for example, I don't know, like if, if I spilled water on my computer, like I did months ago, it wasn't even in my computer. It was my sister's computer. <laughs> this actually happened. She was going to let me like have her computer um, so that I could edit like my tutorials and things like that. And I spilled water on it. Like, holy shit. I was like, <laughs> what did I just do? And I feel like years ago, I would have really let that like crush me, crush me. Um, but this time around, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to just like work the problem. And I had a pity party for myself for about 10 <laughs> minutes. And then after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to work the problem. I'm going to give her like my computer um, for the time being and figure it out and like work the problem. And it was fine. And now I have a new computer that's like amazing and I love it. So the thing is really to allow your meditation practice to seep off the mat and like into your real life, because you will notice these subtle differences in your mindset and how you react to things. That's the big thing. Like how you react to your life circumstances, no matter what it is. I think that's an interesting thing to say. Like I was on a coaching call earlier and uh, I was talking to this client and, and we were talking about building confidence and how like you'll make just by setting an intention of building confidence in a year from now, you're going to have more confidence (laughs) than you do now. Even if you don't, you know, actively implement a confidence building routine every single day, which can be kind of daunting, like just by, by having that intention. So just by having the, the intention, what is it that you were talking about again? Now I can't remember. Um, Um, Oh, the the difference that, (laughs) the difference that, um, it's made in your life in every day. Quantifiable. Like if I, I can look back and be like, Oh, I used to be way more anxious and way more charged up when something bad happened. Right. So just by having that intention, when you started your practice, it's not that you were like, okay, need to get less anxious. You're, you know, like you exactly. just sort of had a general intention to um, do something for your mindset every day and to invest in just feeling better. And that does take on a life of its own. Yeah. And it's not like every day either yeah. you're going to notice right. this 5% 
uptick in your happiness and your, you know, your feeling of calm, it's like all of a sudden, three weeks down the line of meditating for five minutes every day, something's going to happen to you. Right. You're going to react in a different way and you're going to be like, oh, wow, <laughs> it's working. Yeah. And it really does, I don't know, improve your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my goal with when we were working together um, with creating this program that I was building up was to have this overall um, theme of different aspects of business. So like selling from the heart and building confidence and things like that be um, kind of integrated with these tutorials and these meditations so that entrepreneurs could take this time for themselves and be able to show up more fully for their clients and their customers and their followers, which I think is so important because you're so right. Like being an entrepreneur is stressful. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like there's (laughs) obviously days where I'm just in love with it. And I am a hundred percent, 110% like on board with being an entrepreneur. But then there's other days where I'm like, damn, like you said, like this is shitty. Yeah. I feel terrible. And (laughs) People aren't reading this or people aren't seeing me as this or, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, it's it's all part of the journey. And the more that we tap into, like you were saying, that that source, that greater sense of, you know, life around us and the fact that we're only living once here and we have to get out of our comfort zones and, yeah. you know, do the inner work in order to get the results that we're looking for and in order to show up for other people and be able to impact their lives. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, going back a little bit then to, um, just your business and and how it's progressed and sort of your, you know, you're still in a, well, we're all in a a mode of discovery or a a time of discovery for our business. But actually just earlier today, we were talking about, um, rebranding and I'm a big believer in for the nth time. (laughs) Yeah. But like I have too, I've changed my direction many different times. Um, and I've built and um, started more projects than like this audience will ever know that I just abandoned <laughs> completely or like almost launched was like, this isn't going to work or, you know, whatever it is. I built like whole funnels out. I've built freebies that I never even offered or like no one downloaded. Like there's been so <laughs> many projects I started. I had a Facebook group last year that was called Entrepreneurs. And then it was the aligned entrepreneur, because I really just wanted it to be the entrepreneur, the aligned entrepreneur. Anyways, whatever, like <laughs> change, change the Facebook group like three times and then archived it. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't see any of that, right? They think like, oh, Lauren just started a coaching business and then she had a podcast and now she's traveling the world. Like so much behind the scenes, <laughs> literally, so much though. behind the scenes. And, and I think we don't see enough of that. We don't see days. it. And that's why like, I knew that I wanted to have you on because not only have you, um, you know, had a, a lot of different pivots, as, as you say, which is like just how the only way you find out. Was it you that said to me? I think it was a James Wedmore quote of um, "Action creates clarity." Yes. Yeah. So um, true. Like, so many of us just kind of like we were saying before, wait. Well, for we, the wait, perfect opportunity. Yeah, we wait because we <laughs> never want it to be perfect, and we think like I'll just wait until I have like the million dollar idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, you're gonna be waiting a long time. So instead, Mm -hmm. like give yourself permission to make it messy and start and, um, you know, don't finish a million and one things. And simplify. Oh my gosh. That's such a big thing for me lately is just simplify. Don't overcomplicate. Don't stress yourself out any more than you have to. For me, like simplifying is just 
Yeah. Looking like tapping into my heart every day and sharing like, and that's so easy and it's less intimidating and I'm getting so much more reaction from that and showing up authentically than I ever did when I was trying to get like members to join my membership site. Right. Yeah. This is interesting because, um, I've been talking a lot about this lately, especially in my MBA program, but, um, about how, and specifically on a module that's going out tomorrow. And the reason I bring that up is because Christy's in that program, but yes, um, I'm so excited, (laughs) (laughs) but about how, like, we project this like version of ourselves that we think we need to be in order for people to want to listen to us. And what that does to our mindset is put us in this place of lack around who we really are. Mm. So it actually has like the opposite effect of like, I'll pretend to have it all together and I'll pretend to be super successful and I'll pretend to, you know, I'll buy a bunch of followers or like whatever it is, right? (laughs) Like everybody does like some sort of, um, I don't know, yeah, projection of trying to be who they think they need to be in order to be successful and attract people to them. But in reality, people really just want you to be authentic. Like, yeah. And And I think, go ahead. I was just gonna say, when you be authentic, when you show up as your authentic self, you get that response from people. And because you get that response, you start feeling more confident. Yes. And I really truly think that we all have like this ego version of ourselves and we have kind of an in-between period, an in-between type of self. And then we have like our higher self. And I don't mean to see sound cliche about that, but I really do believe and trust that we all have this um, like divine version of ourselves that wants the best for us. And it's funny to say it in that like dualistic way because it is us. But I think that, and we know all about her. Like we, we know what she looks like, what she sounds like, how she shows up, like her stance, she's confident but we don't take the time to tap into that energy. And that's been a part of my routine lately too, is to tap into that version of me. I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm not trying to show up how this person shows up, how that person shows up. But like, I intuitively know that this version of me is in there somewhere and I got to dig in there to find her and bring her up to the surface every day. And I find that when I do that and then I jump on an Instagram live or do a story or something, it flows so easily. And yes, I'm one of those people that will do a story like three times over because I think it sounds terrible the first time. Um, But I find that when I do that and I tap into my heart and unlock that, that energy there and I really become that higher version of myself is when I get the most engagement and it flows so easily and I feel so good about it. Yeah. Well, the way I like to think about that is you're, when you're tapping into that version of you, you're at a higher frequency. And so you're going to have access to a different, you know, different information, different, um, ideas in terms of the content that you want to put out there, right? Like you're going to be putting content out there that's aligned with that version of you versus if you're stuck in not good enough or no one wants to listen to this, like that's the content that you have access to. Yes. That's where you get all of the like genius ideas from Yes, (laughs) like the other night. I literally was, um, I was in bed and I was just waiting to fall asleep. And all of a sudden this idea for a meditation popped into my head and I just started thinking through the meditation and like what I would say if I was recording it and how it felt as I like felt it on myself. And it was like a heart unlocking meditation. And I was like, this is amazing. I had had like a really good night that night. Like I did like a really good night routine and I really tapped in and I didn't have any like electronics going. I just had like a nice quiet house. And, um, so by the time I like hit the head, hit the pillow, 
I had this really good idea for a meditation. I was like, I bet people would love this. And so, you know, I jumped on my phone and wrote, wrote a few things down and um, I'm going to record it later. But yeah. it just goes to show that when you tap into that energy and you're having like a really high vibe night, then anything's possible. Yeah. You may come up with your million dollar idea. Literally. Anything yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. And I usually find that it's those ideas that just kind of come together. Like, I don't know, my, my, I have like a few resources that have grown out most of my email list and they were like resources that took me, you know, an hour or two to put together. And I didn't even really think about it. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to kind of try this. And then like thousands of downloads later, Whereas things that I overthought and I was too in my head about, like no one really cared for. <laughs> Ironically, I consider those divine downloads. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, you have absolutely. divine downloads and then you create like all these downloads for your, your followers and all of that. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm working on a, on a resource uh, right now that was just like something that I was in the bathtub the other night. I was like, Oh, I should do this. <laughs> yeah. And I've been trying to think of like a weekly newsletter idea I could do for like honestly, like six months. Like I've wanted something just like easy for people to opt into, but like, I don't want to just send more information out to people. I want it to be like kind of unique and like make them feel good and just have a unique take on it. Anyways, never could figure out what the heck that was. I like divides this whole plan for like a free three-day course and like uh, a cheat sheet that I started putting together, like all these different things and like nothing ever just, it all just felt like so manufactured. And then the other night I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm like, it's almost ready to go. Are you still there? Yes. Yeah, no, oh, I think okay. that's, that's so perfect because when it, – it's like we were just saying. When we have those moments where we're like, you know what? Life is good. Like I, I think that all the time, you know? Like if I'm outside or I get myself somewhere to that place energetically where I'm just feeling so good and yeah. those ideas just pop in my head. And usually it's so funny. Like usually when I'm driving home from ni- my nine to five, I'm just like gearing up to do some work at home on my business stuff. And I'm getting really like excited about that. Like with MBA, you know, I, I have my worksheets that I do and all of that. And so, and, and showing up on Instagram and I get all of these ideas when I'm driving and it kind of sucks because like when I'm driving, I can't just like whip out my phone and write them down. So I have to wait for red lights and I have to like remember them as I'm driving. But yeah, like when you're in that space where you're just excited and comfortable and, and just like lit up is when yeah. you get these ideas and and you can run with them and people love it. Yeah. And I think that that's like really the antidote for the hustle mentality. Instead, like tuning in and then allowing these ideas to come to us. Because I know for me, like I've spent like hundreds and hundreds of hours on projects and ideas that either fell flat when I launched them or I never even got to the point of launching them. And it, they always were ideas that came from um, like me trying to figure forcing. out like manufacture, force mm-hmm. it, for, like manufacture ideas of like, okay, I want to be over there. How do I get there? Well, maybe this would work kind of thing rather than allowing the ideas to come through. So the opposite of hustling is to tune into a higher frequency and then allow the ideas to come to you. And like, those are the ones that always take off. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and they're usually simple too. Yeah, I know. I keep coming back to that. Like, keep it simple. Well, that's why, like, I honestly, now that I'm full-time in my business, I'm like, I can work, like, three to five hours a day. Yeah. And it's fine. And that's like, yeah, like, because I'm just not, I've stopped, like, I mean, I still do it sometimes, but I've stopped, like, just trying to come up with ideas of what I should do and instead just running, like, if I don't feel inspired, I'm not going to, like, try and 
make work for myself just because I think I should be working. Yeah. And I think I'm getting better and better at realizing the difference between fear and truly not being aligned with something. Right. Yeah, that's a distinction. It can be. (laughs) Absolutely. So what would you say um, up until this point has sort of been your biggest struggle? Because lately I've been talking more about my struggles and people freaking love it. (laughs) I know. We all want to know that other people, one of them, one of those people is you, like you always like are right on it. Um, (laughs) But we all want to know that we're not the only ones, you know, struggling or just having shitty days in this crazy thing called life, right? Mm -hmm. Like the world of social media, it looks like, makes it look like everyone else has it all figured out. Yeah. Well, you, we have talked like a lot, a lot, a lot when we were working together about my mindset that technically I haven't really gotten any physical proof, quote unquote proof that I'm an entrepreneur. Like I don't have any clients yet. I'm working towards that. But the thing that I loved about working with you is that there were so many breakthroughs in terms of that, like little mini breakthroughs along the way that helped me realize and get me to this point that it's not about calling myself an entrepreneur and only feeling confident in that when I've made money at it or when I have clients or whatever, whatever. It's really just about serving people and then the, the money and the success or whatever comes as a side effect of that. And part of that for me, part of the healing of that block or that mindset problem that I've had for for a while that you helped me work through is that when I tell people what I do, I've set the intention lately to start with like, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't automatically default to what my nine to five is. And I'm talking more with about my family, you know, with what I do, which is tough and kind of weird because they don't really necessarily understand but it's so important yeah. because it's a showing that you're not ashamed of what you're doing. That's yeah. the important part about sharing. Oh, and you're owning it. Yeah. I think like the thing is it's all about perspective, right? Because like you have a perspective that you're not an entrepreneur until you've made X number of dollars. But that's just one perspective on it. And I know that, you know, you've been shifting that and, and uh, it's easier for you now than it was, but you had like a real hard time with like, haven't made any money yet or haven't made very much money yet. So I feel sort of like an imposter, which like, don't we freaking all. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is that like you say, well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say is that we have these perspectives about our business or these uh, filters. And we think that when the condition changes, that the filter will go away. And what would happen if you didn't shift that filter for yourself and then you started making more money in your business, you'd still, you just find it in other, you know, you'd still find um, that not enough or whatever the, the filter or the narrative is in other conditions, or there'd be, there'd be new ways to look at the improved condition that still led you to feel like it wasn't enough. Yeah. It's like the, the James Wedmore quote that I hear him say all the time, or I don't know if it's his quote or what, but the new level, new devil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've had like three people quote that to me today, which is funny. Wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's exactly it is, uh, if we don't shift those perspectives or those viewpoints now, and we're always, and I've been talking about this, but, and we're always looking to shift the, uh, the condition, the condition doesn't change the perspective. The perspective changes the condition. Yes. You can quote me on that. Oh yeah. And uh, for me, like uh, being happy with my nine to five and not resenting it because it's something that I know that eventually I want to peel away from, you know, when I feel ready. Um, and it's not necessarily that I couldn't just 
quit today and, you know, be super successful, that's totally possible. But I all know when I'm ready. And I know it's not going to be when I have zero debt and when I feel 100% comfortable. It's going to be somewhere in between. But Uh not resenting my 9 to 5 and just finding joy in it and finding areas in my 9 to 5 that I know help me as an entrepreneur, like repackaging that whole um, idea of my 9 to 5 being, you know, something that's getting in my way, just repackaging that and turning it around is so helpful because like you said, when you think like, oh, well, I hate being here and I can't wait to be full time and like thinking in that future perspective instead of enjoying where you are now and enjoying the process and the journey, then, you know, that's going to be a huge block in your way. You know, it's, it's definitely helpful to have that, those feelings of joy and enjoying the little things as you go along and then like we've said a few times, the, the success comes as a byproduct. Yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, it's way easier to attract what you're wanting when you're not resisting where you are. Mm-hmm. I saw a quote the other day that was, um, you can't have what's next until you're okay with what's here or something like that. Yeah. Which is so true. Um, and the thing is, and like Abraham talks about this all the time, is that if you're leaving a certain condition like a job or something like that because you want again to change the way that you feel you're you're not like you have to address the emotion and not the circumstance and this is what I learned coming here is that like I had it in my head that I wasn't successful enough because I wasn't full-time in my coaching business which was freaking ridiculous because (laughs) I had two full-time incomes and that wasn't good enough in my mind and so then I came here and I was like well now I only have the one full-time income and what if it doesn't work like it there was still so much for me to find that was quote unquote not good enough about where I was right Mm -hmm. and so it will just follow you around no matter what you change or where you go unless you address it unless you choose to shift that for yourself right um and, and to stop resisting where you are because that's like the surefire way to actually, you know, block whatever it is that's trying to come your way because you're operating from a place of scarcity. In fact, I was talking to my coach the other day about we were talking about how when we have need in our vibration that that really slows things down. And I, from the beginning of having my business had need in my vibration and my, like I needed to be somewhere other than where I was for many different reasons. First, it was that I had spent a lot of money and then it was that I wasn't happy in my apartment and that it was <laughs> that I was traveling. And so there yeah. was always this need to produce a result. And I said to her, I'm like, it is amazing that I produced the results that I did given how much I needed the results. <laughs> yeah. And what we've talked about, you and I, a lot recently is the fact that that's fucking exhausting. Oh my God. Oh, it's so, it's so taxing exhausting. on your emotions and your soul and your spirit. It just like, you know. Well, we I just both, can't imagine. Yeah. We both have, have been... like this up and down that we've gone through and every entrepreneur does. But I think that's like the main driver of the downs is just feeling so attached and and all of that is, is where that comes from. Yes, exactly. It's the attachment. And like, I can't imagine what would have been possible for me if I hadn't had the need that I had. I mean, I think that I was able to, to attract clients and have successful launches only because I would break the need up with surrender and be like, I can't do this anymore. Screw it. And then like a bunch of stuff would come through. There's like a breaking point that you come across. It's like, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, yeah, but, 
but you're right. It, it is so exhausting to be attached. And I think that that's what the entrepreneurial roller coaster is about is that we are attached. And then we hear about manifesting. And this is something that like, I want to kind of address in terms of, I'm like obsessed with talking about manifesting, obviously, <laughs> right? Like it's my whole life. I, there's nothing else I want to be talking about, <laughs> but it does create this like, and this is totally what happened to me. It creates this like false sense of like, oh, just wave your magic wand and you can have a million dollars, right? And what people immediately do a lot of the time is think like, okay, I'm going to go get my million dollars. And then they create all this distance between where they want to be and where they are in terms of how happy they allow themselves to be. So yeah, and having a specific goal, I think can be good in certain circumstances, but when you're already in this lack mindset, when yes. you have a goal of like, I want to have a million dollars in a month and then universe. you get closer yeah. and closer to the end of the month and you start doubting yourself, <laughs> then it's even worse. <laughs> right. As opposed to just like, I'm guided by the universe to grow my business as it is, you know, designed to grow or as is best for me kind of thing. Like that has no resistance in it of like, I just trust that I'm always on the right path and it'll progress as it should progress. Yes. And Um, I love what the other woman in MBA said the other day about how she like realizes. And again, that's where mindfulness comes in and is so key. When you realize that you're having these attachments or, you know, for me, I would think of my biggest limiting belief or whatever it may be comes into my mind or I'm worried about finances or whatever it may be. And you just say, no, no, not yeah. happening. I'm, I'm tired not my job. of living in that reality. It's not happening for me. And I actually like to, I'm a very visual person. So I like to imagine that thought coming in and me like crumbling it up like a piece of paper <laughs> and then just like tucking yeah. it out back into the universe where it just like explodes into a million pieces. Yeah. And for me, that works. And it literally shifts my energy as soon as I imagine that. I love that. And you're not falling down a hole. You know, you're not falling down a lack hole. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I was just thinking earlier, um, and this whole topic of trust is like something I'm really diving into because uh, it'll have to be its own episode. But I had an affirmation earlier I was thinking about, which is just, I trust you. So whatever it is that we're focusing on or worrying about, it's just like, I trust you, right? Like, like surrendering it completely over to the universe to either resolve it or, you know, I trust that this is here for a reason or so like I'm gearing up for a launch right now and I feel really good about it and I'm in more trust than I ever have been before. But obviously there's still things that come up for me, right? Mm. I'm like, what if, or whatever, like my ego latches on. And so instead it's like, I trust you. I trust that, you know, the right people are going to come in at the right time. I trust that like, I don't know what this is going to look like. So why am I clinging to what I think it should? Right. Yeah. Instead, just like surrendering the whole thing and trust as well comes down to trusting, like not only that what you want is coming, but that it's going to come when it's meant to come and, and trusting that if it needs to take five years, it's going to take five years. And like, and even when we're swimming in our lack, like when's the last time that we were booted out on the street? Like, right. It's not going to be that bad. You know, we have to take the leap and trust that the net will be there for us. And if, we leap in a lack mindset, maybe there will be like a rip or something and we'll kind of like bonk our heads, but we're not going to fall through and, and end up on the street or, you know, I think that's not even that bad. Like we're not going to die. You know I, I know. I, and that takes a load off too. Like I mentioned earlier. I feel so much comfort in that. Off, you know, yeah. so helpful. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think like this whole topic of just complete and total trust is like such a powerful one that I'm really diving into of like, rather than trying to like trust yourself to figure it out, like just trust literally the entire thing, put like hand it all over to the universe of, I trust that I'm going to be taken care of. I trust that even the shitty things that come my way are there for a reason. And if you're in a place of trust and there's going to be a lot less of it anyways. Yeah. Um, and I trust that everything's unfolding perfectly. And, and this is what happens. Like I often think about launches because launches are like, you know, a week or two where like you're getting super vocal, you're getting super visible online. And there's like a week and a half where people are either going to sign up for your program or they're not. And your ego can't help but decide what that should look like. And so what happens a lot of the time, and I, this could be applied to anything, but it's like, you know, not trusting the process of it, of being like, I'm three days in and there should be more signups. And then that just kind of like, you just go down this hole. Yeah. Like, and then at the very and, end, and, there may be like this final push when you finally do surrender where the people yes. come in and it looks like this exactly. crazy like bathtub curve. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> so for me, it's like going into this next launch, I'm like, I'm just going to trust that it's, they're going to come through whenever they're going to come through. And I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, it's been a whole day since the last a participant has day, come through. Right. I'll hold I know, but <laughs> this is what I do in my mind. It's like <laughs> oh, yeah. people sign up but, and, and like, that shouldn't be a big deal except that your ego latches onto it. And it's like, Oh my God, no one else is coming. Nobody cares. What am I even doing? I'm failing. Right. <laughs> like, so this time what I'm going into it, it with it is, is I trust you. And I mean, I trust the process. I trust that I'm either getting the result that I want or something even more invaluable to me. And I trust that I'm going to be taken care of, right? Always have what I need. Not going to end up on the street. And even if I did, I'm sure it'd be fine. Like that would be for my highest good too. You know? yeah. like, like literally that I think is what surrender really means. Yeah. It's like and there's surrendering so all of it. Yeah. Well, for me, I was going to say, there's so many things that we have that we can trust. Like our body's ability to heal itself and we can trust that like, you know, gravity is a thing and we won't just like float away into, into the universe. Right. And the universe created this literal perfect planet for us. And yes. why do we limit ourselves so much and think that yeah. we are the universe? Why do we lim limit ourselves so much to think that, you know, we can't make this happen. We can't trust. We can't have this faith that it's all going to work out. And we literally yes. come from, this energy that has created everything in this perfect world. It's and so perfect that you said so that. There's so much to I, trust. I was exactly, I was just um, watching a YouTube video and this is the guy was talking about trust. And he said, he said, I know people always ask, how, how can I trust? And he said, how can you not trust? Mm -hmm. How can you not look around and see all that is and just completely surrender over to that? Right? Yes. And I think that's what really helps me is looking at like just how much has worked out for me in my life, even things that I haven't always trusted. Um, I've been like, I literally have nothing to worry about. And yet we're always just like convinced that, well, this next problem is the one that doesn't work itself out. So I should get really stressed about and it. And the things that have worked out for <laughs> me the best are when I honestly, when I look back at them, I feel like at the time it was like my higher self knocking me into the passenger seat and taking the wheel. And yes. I don't it was like a fever dream. Like, I don't remember why I made that decision. I don't remember why I decided to follow that person. I don't remember why I decided to do this or that. And it was like I was being divinely guided. And it's yeah. all just when you don't have any attachments or expectations out of your life or your business. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I know for me, I am a powerful manifester when I'm like unattached to like, I'm confident that it's either going to go how I want it to, or if it goes the way that it needs to go, I'm perfectly fine with that too. Yeah. It's like, I think that this is how it's going to go, but I'm just going to let the universe decide. You say that and all the time just... about the lessons, getting what right. you want or getting that the, the lesson yes. that you need in order to get exactly. And where I've tripped myself up before in my business is going, but I don't want the lesson. I want the manifestation. <laughs> yeah, <I'll do> it. <laughs> but the problem with yes. that mindset is, is that I just keep getting the lesson <laughs> <laughs> yes. because I well, don't that means accept you're it. You're going to be manifesting big sometime soon because you're learning all the lessons well, up front. Well, now, see, no, but like even in the last few weeks, I've had this big shift now where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to just like me muddling and trying (laughs) and efforting is like not working. And these outcomes that I'm so attached to, I've even just said, don't like, they never make you feel as like full and perfect and confident and happy as you thought they were going to. So like, that's what the why trust are we feels killing like. yourself? The surrender exactly. and the trust feels that you get to feel that emotion exactly. when you're trusting. Exactly. So that's kind of the irony of it. It's like, we think we want all these circumstances to make us feel a certain way, but the only way we get to feel that way is through trusting yes. the universe. It's through developing that relationship. And then as a result, <laughs> you get the manifestation. It so comes down to that. <laughs> That's like the golden nugget of this podcast, I feel like. <laughs> so well, to be like do yours to freaking like put that that loop together. Yes. And I'm still working on it. But I know that like, I, I don't know, this whole podcast has been me like sorting through all the different alignment strategies and blah, blah, blah. But what I realized is I used to, go back and forth all the time between essentially like visualization or like trying to align versus completely surrendering. Cause I was like, if I completely surrender, am I like, you know, aligned with what it is that I want? Right. So what I was doing, and I think this is what most of the manifestation world tells you to do is align with what you want, envision it, feel it, then let go and trust that what you want is coming. Yep. Right. Instead, it's the other way around. This is like my biggest realization I've had is is trust that it's coming. And by default, you align with it. Yes, because in the first version that you mentioned, and I, I heard it specifically when you first were talking about it, trying. That is the key word. Trying. <laughs> yes. it, there's so much effort involved. Yeah. And then the exactly. second part is all about just letting it the fuck go, you know, letting it go such yeah. an important, you know, theme to, to get to that emotion where you're just in love with your life and your business and where everything ends up working out, you know? Yeah. Oh man. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The irony of it all is just too yeah. rich. And I think um, there's a lot more people, I think people are starting to talk about that aspect of it more. Absolutely. Of, of like, you know, why are we working so hard to get all this stuff when it's going to leave us feeling empty anyways? Whereas if you can find the trust, if you can find that connection with source, that peace of mind, whatever it looks like for you, you get to be happy now. And then the other things just make you even happier, right? But they're not the cause of the happiness because that's like literally impossible. <laughs> yeah. And, and focusing more on the purpose than the outcomes of your purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the, it is about the journey. Like the destination is an illusion. Like there's no, there is no destination in business. And that's <laughs> boring too. To I finally know. quote unquote make it. And now you're just like, you know, happy all of the time. And there's never any contrast to, to give you an idea of what real happiness and real joy and 
you know, having that feeling feels That's so like true. there's no, you can't really appreciate the light unless there's some shadow to show you where yeah, the light so, is. Yeah, so, so true. Yep. So um, we're going to wrap up, but I want to just really acknowledge you for knowing your truth, which is that, you know, you are on a mission and you're an entrepreneur and you have stuff to share with the world and you are like dead set determined. <laughs> that's how it's going to be, even though things have not, you know, gone the way and you've uh, gone, always gone the way that you wanted them to. Yes. And um, which like never does it ever <laughs> for any of us. But, uh, and as we just said, that's a good thing, but I'd love to know what has sort of um, spurred that continued to, co- oh my God, that continued <laughs> commitment to this vision that you have for yourself or, or just your inner truth, right? Because I think so many people, they can't make it through the first year of entrepreneurship because it nothing really happens for 98% of people and people don't like that, right? Yeah. But you've been so graceful in your like, well, I've learned so much here and I've learned so much there and it's all leading me in the right direction. Like you really stayed committed to your truth through the face of not having things go how you probably initially would have wanted them to go. Yeah. Well, for me, part of it for sure has been just tapping into my intuition. And I know that that sounds a little bit vague, but really just kind of getting, again, a lot of my intuition following it has been from meditations and just sitting in stillness, but realizing like, okay, what do I really want at this point? And then when the answer comes to me, like just going for it, like when I quit my job the first time and then I got this other job, you know, in a different location. And then I realized that that wasn't working out and it wasn't fulfilling for me. And I knew like my soul just knew that it wasn't the right place. And so again, it's kind of this theme of having this baby. And then once (laughs) it's kind of a terrible like thought of giving away your baby, but I think you know what I mean. Like you have invested in this pivot. And then when you realize that it's not what it's not like for your highest purpose, you have to let it go. And you will know, like your intuition will tell you when it's time to go and do something different. And for me also, it's the other part of this is the mindfulness of knowing when something comes up and I have to, so I'll get, it's probably easier to explain via an example. So Uh, A few months ago, uh, it was a Monday because like nobody really wants to start working on Monday morning. So we all just usually like chat in my office. And um, I know when I got to work, everyone was already kind of chatting about retirement and what they were going to do when they retire, when they were going to retire, how much money they want to have saved up, how much this, you know, they were just talking about retirement. And for me, I was like, do I want to join in just to join in or do I want to just like know in my heart that I'm going to be long friggin' gone right. by the time like, that's not that my truth. comes up? Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, it was so important and, you know, multiple examples of that have come up since then. But that day I thought to myself, like, I'm so happy that I have this mindset that I'm not going right. to be around a hundred percent. I'm not going to be around for that. Right. I know that I'm going to be doing something amazing and purposeful once, once. That so I, I think like what I'm hearing is just, you are so committed. Like you are so sure and you have that truth and it's like a part of you yes. now. It's like a seed right. in there deep in my soul. And it's just continuing yeah. to grow and grow and grow, but it, it will always that. be there. Well, and I mean, the funny thing is, is that, in internet land, you know, a year in business is like eternity, but it's like, (laughs) we go to school for like four or five, six years and we don't even have a job at the end of it. So Mm -hmm. how come people can't commit to building a business 
over the course of, you know, a year, two years, three years without sticking with it, without yeah. being like, this isn't working. The I'm fear. not where I thought I was going to be. <laughs> so I'm just going to quit. So like deeply ingrained in us. In I don't even know if it's fear. I just think it's like righteousness. Like, and, and I have fallen into this too, where it's like people that quit or people that think about quitting. It's because they're like, I thought that I was supposed to be successful yeah. by now. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have to like really check myself sometimes where it's like, well, you know, like I have lots of success that has come through for me that I could be very grateful for. But if the perspective is that like, it should be happening faster, it should happen by this time, or it should only take this amount of time. Like you're always going to be unsatisfied in that. Right. So I like your perspective. And my coach says this to me all the time. Like it really is about like the long vision, Mm -hmm. the end or not even the end goal, but like the long-term goals that we have. People just don't in in internet land. It's like, (laughs) I want this to happen now and I'm manifesting it. So like, where are, where is my 50,000 followers and all of my money? (laughs) Yeah. And when you connect to your mission every day of why you're truly doing this, that is so key. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy. I think we talked about a whole bunch of (laughs) different nuggets of good stuff, but um, I just really love talking to someone that, you know, really understands what it's like to be in the midst of figuring it out. Yes. No, thank you for having me figuring it out. Yeah. It was awesome. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much. I'm going to link all of your stuff in the show notes for people to give you a follow and uh, yeah, soak up your good vibes because I'm hogging them (laughs) right now. I'm willing to share though. (laughs) All right. Thanks girl. Bye. Bye.